Welcome to the Network Marketing Heroes Podcast, hosted by 40-year network marketing veteran, author of best-selling books, The Four-Year Career, and Mach 2 with Your Hair on Fire, and world-renowned speaker, Richard Bliss Brook. When it comes to success in network marketing, who better to learn from than leaders who have actually done it? Listen as Richard interviews top leaders and gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how they did it. You'll get incredible tips and duplicable actions you can do right now to build your own four-year career. Stay tuned after this episode for an exclusive discount code to get 10% off Richard's easy-to-use tools that will help propel your network marketing business to the next level at blissbusiness.com. Hey, everybody. Richard Blissbrook here. Welcome to yet another hero call edition this week we have Lindsay and i just figured out which kind of surprised us because i know some top leaders in this company this is the first time we've ever interviewed anybody from life vantage but yay how about that but here's another little story for you about three or four years ago i'm sitting in the audience at gopro in las vegas and this lady gets up on the stage and starts telling her story and One of the things that comes with being uh, in the profession for 42 years is you've heard a lot of people speak and you've heard a lot of people tell your story. And I'm a little bit of a cynic and not very easily inspired by people that are on stage. This lady lit me up. And uh, I was just telling her that story, but totally true. I was like, wow, she's got her act together. She's got posture. She, She knows the business inside out, frontwards and backwards. She's got a killer story and she knows how to tell it. So I made a mental note. I got to interview her for a hero call. A mental note that I promptly forgot for three or four years. So uh, I am uh, very honored and excited to have Carrie Dickey with us tonight, who is, um, I don't know, some intergalactic starship commander rank at LifeVantage that she achieved in record time. And she has a great story. In fact, we're going to like dive into a little interesting personal stuff that some of you may find fascinating in the network marketing business um, because she's got some fascinating personal stuff to tell us on top of building her business. So Carrie, welcome to the Bliss Business Hero Call. Thank you so much. I am really, really, really excited after talking with you for about 20 minutes before we started the call. I'm more excited than I thought I was going to be. So thank you. I'm on. You're welcome. And Carrie's sitting in her brand new home in San Juan Capistrano in Southern California. I am. Probably can almost smell the ocean breeze or hear it or I'm only one feel mile it. from the beach. It's gorgeous. Beautiful. Stunning. So Tell us your story. The first thing I ask people in these stories is, uh, we'll give you two shots at this, Carrie. So one of the pieces that I like to shine light on for the audience is this whole mystery about, well, what do I say to people? So, you know, people have their list and one of the things that paralyzes them is, well, they don't know who to talk to. And then they figure out who to talk to. And the next thing that paralyzes them is they don't know what to say to people. And so I've kind of made a career out of shining light on 
people like you that have built multi-million dollar businesses, well, whoever introduced you to the idea of network marketing must have had this magical, powerful pitch that we want to write books about and we want to teach everybody. We'll say exactly what Carrie's sponsor said to her and it'll all work out. So, and I also want you to tell the story, if you will, who was the first person? I know you've been in a few companies before LifeVantage. So who was the first person to introduce you to network marketing? How did you know that person? And how did they approach you, including if you can remember, what did they say that had you take a look? What a great question and what a great, a great place to start. And I'll tell you right out of the shoot that every dud knows a stud. Yes. That's all I can tell you about that. So I was married to my former husband and a gentleman that was a couple decades older than me showed up at the door and he said, is your husband here? And I said, well, he's not. I'm so sorry. Is he supposed to be? And he said, well, yes, I was going to show him my business. So my husband had ducked out and left me to do it. Well, I am so sorry. Come in. I'll make you a cup of tea and you can show me your business. And he said, okay, so he came in and I mean, it was tedious. This guy proceeded to tell the whole nine yards. Like at some point I said, well, well, wait a minute. Are you telling me that if someone sells a vitamin in North Carolina and a vitamin in Idaho, I get paid? And he said, that's exactly what I'm telling you. And I said, dude, sign me up. <laughs> My husband came home an hour later. I said, honey, we have a new business. And that's, and by the way, this guy was different than me. There's nothing wrong with being an engineer. There's nothing wrong with being green. If you've studied the colors, there's nothing wrong with being a thinker, uh, somebody that has to get all the evidence, but that's not me. And this guy literally drove me insane when he was telling the story and trying to teach me what to do. And I remember him finally referring to a guy in his upline, which I had no idea what that was, but I'm like, you mean there's another guy I could talk to? And he's like, absolutely. And I'm like, oh my gosh, let me talk to him. And then I got to him and he was like way worse. And I spent a little bit of time with this guy and it was like pulling teeth to get all the answers. And finally they mentioned the other guy. And I said, well, what's his name? And they told me and I contacted him and I got his voicemail and I heard the outgoing message, you have reached, you know, blah, 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 and, I, and give me a call back. I can't wait to talk to you. And I'm like, that is my guy. And that's who I grabbed onto to build my business. And I still know that gentleman today, and it's nearly 30 years later. Well, so, you have to tell me the name of that company. I'm curious. What company New was that? Skin, New Skin. New Skin. <laughs> and I still use the body bar today. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Well, so you have been around for 30 years. Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, you started young. A while. And so you've been in a few companies, which we don't, we don't go into all those horror stories. Some of them are probably beautiful stories, but the story that we're most interested in is, okay, you did that, you did this, you did that, and then somehow or other you ended up in LifeVantage. And how long have you been in LifeVantage? I've been in LifeVantage just over eight years. Eight wow. and a quarter. You know how kids are? Yeah. They're three and a, almost they're four, four and three quarters. Yes. So I've been in the business for uh, eight and a quarter. And 
Um, what is your rank? Not that we would understand what that means, but. Well, I'm not, let's see. I want to say an executive master pro 10, but what we say is pro 11. And pro 11. Pro 12 is going to be 2019. Yeah. Wow. That's the top of the company. And I aim to be the first um, just because it would be fun. Just because it would be fun to be a woman that did it alone. You know, um, I think it'd be fun. So yeah. we'll and if it's in the cards, it'll happen, and I'm not super attached. That's beautiful. But I'm a little teeny, teeny bit competitive. Just a, just a little bit, but you're not, you're not totally attached. You're, you're willing to be unattached if that's what it takes to keep your sanity. I will celebrate whoever gets there first with glee and joy, and I'm okay to be second, but we'll see. That's beautiful. Okay, so... Uh, Let's get the numbers out of the way, Carrie, so we can get into some philosophy and some wisdom and some strategy. <clears throat> you did not build your, <clears throat> excuse me, life vantage business the way most people we interview build. Every once in a while, maybe about one out of 20 people I've interviewed, they'll tell me they sponsored very few people and built a big business. And you have sponsored relatively very few people. Um, so tell us about that. Tell us about you know, okay, you get in Life Vantage eight years ago. <clears throat> I don't remember what was going on in Life Vantage eight years ago, but um, what was the landscape like in the company? What was going on in the company? And if that made any difference to you? And how did you start? And how did you start? Like, who, who sponsored you? And what was your relationship with that person? What was the partnership? And what did the first 90 days look like? And what did the first year look like? <laughs> That's a lot of questions. Rapid fire. So, uh, gosh, life vantage. Um, you know, I would say that it's been easy for me. And the first 25 years wasn't that easy, but you can all do it faster. I'm no kidding. I yeah. never really had a mentor. And I learned that my journey was not one of rags to riches, but a journey of personal development. And I had very, very, very low self-esteem. Uh, my biggest problem was um, I just had this trigger. I wanted to be seen. And um, so anyway, that, that's, that's kind of like the why. Yeah. So I did it relatively fast in Life Vantage because of my previous track record. And what I would say to people is that this industry is just like every other. This profession is just like every other in that in real estate, you can be with Century 21 and then you could be with Remax and you can be with Prudential. And it doesn't mean that anybody was bad or wrong. It simply means that there was a reason to change it somewhere along, you know, along the way. I don't have horror stories. My stories are, are really, really positive. At each company, I learned, and I've only been with three, so, or maybe four. So anyway, I, I'm very proud of that. I'm not a jumper. And uh, with Life Vantage, I came in, and I literally a week earlier had, I'm a, I'm a manifester. I totally pray and believe that I co-create my life. And so I put on a piece of paper, I'm so happy and grateful. I teach, train, and motivate people and help them to become the best that they can be. Uh, this doesn't even feel like work. I, I, I just love my new profession. And when my sponsor, Stu, sent me the video, I said, dude, I am so not doing network marketing again. Like, 
<laughs> no, I'm not doing that. And you got a better chance to see him God than me watching that video. I'm not, it's just, I just didn't want to do it. Did but you know your sponsor? Oh, yes. This is the gentleman that I found way back when in 1993 when I jumped to guys to find this amazing gentleman that I've known nearly 30 years. And I call him my business husband and I call his wife my business wife. Well, who is he? What's his, what's his name? His name is Stu Brody out of San Diego and I absolutely adore him and I adore his beautiful wife, Carla. I've watched them raise their two kids, have children, become grandparents. It's been such a blessing. I love this industry for the friendships and the relationships. So how do he get you to watch the video? He calls me and he says, Carrie, watch the video. I said, dude, I'm not watching that video. And he said, well, and this was, this was it. He said, you know what? I, you don't have to watch it, but I'm just telling you that Sharice watched it and she really liked it. Well, Sharice <laughs> Matthews is my bestie. And I thought, holy cow, if she watches this and she likes it, what if I end up under her? <laughs> so I watched it and I never even made it to the end. It was only a year into the company. I said, Stewie, you need to call the president of the company, throw him in the car and bring him to Orange County, like big ego, right? <laughs> and he said, what are you talking about? And he, I said, you said he lives in Poway, throw him in the car. So anyway, the very literally later that day, I mean, I'm like action. When I get excited, I'm, I'm just on fire. I said, I just have to hear about this. So I, we ended up meeting, some guy flew down from uh, Sacramento and met the president of the company at a hotel in San Diego, and I'll never forget it. I sat, they sat there, they were so cool, sitting back, arms crossed, laid back, and I was trying to do the same, but I was pretty excited. And I remember leaving and just being amazed, like nobody tried to you know, slam me into the business, tried to get my credit card, tried to sign me up. They were very uh, laid back, very complimentary, very interested, very gracious telling the company's story. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I wonder if they liked me. And I'd already, been, I was at the top rank of my other company and left a year earlier because if I'm lying, I'm dying. I didn't believe that anyone could do what I had been able to do based on where the company was going. So uh, anyway, I remember, and then all of a sudden we looked left and the two gentlemen in their suits were, or, or not suits, but dressed nicely. They were uh, chest bumping. <laughs> they were so excited about us. Oh, they were playing it cool. Yeah, it was really, it was cool. It was very cute. And literally, I told my husband at the time that I would not sign up that day, that I would uh, make sure that I slept on it. So I laid in bed all night. I called Stewie at 6 o'clock in the morning. I said, dude, I'm doing this. Either sign up or I'm going directly on the guy, under the guy that flew down from Sacramento. I'm doing this. And uh, I literally was, I thought I was, I told him I'm going to wait till the end of the month. I'll start uh, July. And I didn't. I, they offered me an iPad for five people sponsored and two iPads. I said, can I have two if I sponsor 10? <laughs> said, yes. I sponsored 10 people in the first couple weeks of my business. But that's because I'd been in the industry for a while. So yeah. anyway, that was my story, and we were only a year into the mission. We had one $40 product that was life-changing. Love it. And uh, that's how I built my multi-million dollar business on one product. I hit uh, the top rank in the company with one product and about, you know, I guess they had a, a sidekick product that was insane, but I didn't know it. We barely used it.
So incredible. Yeah. So <clears throat> fast forward on the numbers, you, um, you have personally sponsored 70 people in eight years? Yes. It doesn't sound like a lot, but I did sponsor 130 in the company previous, prior to this one. You just learned who not to sponsor. <laughs> you know, I think, Richard, as long as you keep your relationships strong and uh, you, just, you just never, ever forget where you came from, you never forget where they came from and you stay connected, I have amazing amazing lifelong relationships and most of the people I love aren't even you know I know a lot of people that aren't in life vantage you know um, I don't need you to be in life vantage and to be in network marketing to love you you know I don't need that but I I do have some amazing killer relationships and of this this insane business that that God has built for me and with me um, it, it I only probably have seven legs that are running and building it's well, there, there's a ratio that's normal is you have one out of 10 that are building self-sustaining legs. That's, that's pretty normal, great ratio. You just didn't have to sponsor very many people to get there. So I want to fast forward through these numbers because I always like to give people a picture of, okay, you sponsor 70 people, you got seven people that are building, but if you do the right things as a leader in the right company, what can that grow into? So I have your numbers here, which are just phenomenal. 28,000 people on your team that are, what do you call them, distributors? or? Yeah, 28,000 distributors, but I think the customers are... Yeah. 170,000 customers. Actually, I looked today, it's 170, that's preferred, but then we've got retail, so I've got almost 200,000 customers. Yeah, so look at that, folks. There's, there is a picture-perfect, bulletproof, extraordinary business. You got 28,000 people on your team who, some of them have big teams, but probably most of them are in their first two or three or four years, so they're just they're just getting at the place where they're starting to build their team. So what does that do for Carrie's team over the next four or five years? Explodes it. So $4.3 million a month in sales and growing. So you can probably guess if you take about, you know, maybe five or six or 7% of that sales volume, what kind of income that business produces. That's a business worth, sounds to me like about $20 million. So <clears throat> now let's get into strategy and philosophy now that we know that you built such an extraordinary business. How did you do it, Carrie? How did you do it strategically? How did you do it philosophically? You told me earlier, which I'm really interested in the specifics of, that you built your business by building leaders and you built your leaders through personal development. So tell us about that. Yes, absolutely. Well, I want to say, first of all, that I think people overestimate what can happen in one to two years in network marketing. They just think they're going to put three people in and these three people are going to run and they've got them all picked out and that they're just going to sit back and kick back and enjoy the ride. And unfortunately, there are people out there that are giving that impression. 
Yeah. Like any business, you know, there are people that are not really telling the truth because they don't maybe even know the truth, honestly. Um, so what I know, though, is that people dramatically underestimate what can happen in four years. Yeah. You know, you've got your book, you've got your book the four-year career. Um, I say five to seven years, but four years is, uh, is an adequate time to make a dent. It, yeah, you know, and most build. of it happens in the fourth year and you start getting paid in the fifth year. Yes, yes, absolutely. <clears throat> There's Some an illustration you're probably familiar with in the four-year career, Carrie. You're probably familiar with it from some other place, but if you take a penny a day and, and double it every day for 30 days, it's worth over $5 million at the end of 30 days. But that's not the power of that illustration. The power of it is what's the penny worth after 15 days? Yes. It's $163. Wow. And so like the, what you're saying is people overestimate what that penny should be worth after 15 days or after a couple of years of working the business, they should be making a full-time income. Or, yes. And they're only making $163. And so they tend to give up. And if they just stick in another year, that 163 goes to thousands. And if they stick in the fourth year or the fourth quarter to get to the 30 days, it's worth $5 million. Amazing. It's incredible. Absolutely. So tell us how you did it, leadership-wise and oh. what were your strategies? <clears throat> I will. And like I said, you can all do it faster. I mean, my favorite thing to do is throw the ladder down. I mean, I was a waitress for goodness sake. I graduated from the University of Colorado with a degree in advertising and all I ever knew was what I didn't want to do. I had no idea what I did want to do. Um, I knew I didn't want to be an accountant. I didn't think I was smart enough to be a doctor or an attorney. I had low self-esteem. I was shy as all get out and uh, I was insecure. You know, I didn't think I was pretty enough, smart enough, thin enough. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know why I was just so insecure, but I had, I remember, uh, after school, you know, I went back to, I bartended and waited tables all the way through school. And so that's what I did upon graduating. And I finally thought, oh my gosh, I got to leave Boulder, Colorado, move to California, seek my fortune. And I got out here and became a waitress and a bartender and a fitness instructor. And then one day, uh, fate jumped in. I, I pulled a quad muscle and I was out of work and I knew very quickly what it felt like to work for linear income. Work yep. a day, get paid, work a day, get paid. Uh, you know, you, you pull a quad muscle and now you're out of business. And um, I answered an ad in the paper that said, you know, do you love kids? Do you love to read? I said, I do. And I became adored I, along with 32 other people that went for the interview. <laughs> I was hired and I worked for 100% commission and I became a door-to-door -door sales girl. And I remember listening to people and I'm dating myself, Dennis Waitley, Zig Ziglar, uh, Tom Hopkins, uh, you know, of course, Jim Rohn, all the best one, Napoleon Hill. And I remember they talked about the... Uh, the 80-20 rule, 80% of the people do 20% of the work and 20 do 80, and then they talked about the one percenters. And Richard, in my heart, I knew that I wasn't one, but I thought I had the raw material to become a one percenter. I mean, I burned to be a one percenter. I never forgot it. I sat in those rooms and I devoured the information that they gave me. I was so hungry for success. I was so hungry to be seen. 
I'm not hungry to be seen today. I'm only hungry to serve because to whom much is given, much is required. But that's my background. Like I do not have a good pedigree. You know, I was a waitress, a fitness instructor, bartender, door-to-door sales girl, sold temporary, I had a real job for one year, like remedy temporaries, but it was something else. And uh, they couldn't provide the temporaries after I sold to Coca-Cola and some other big companies. So that was uh, McDonnell Douglas out here. That was excruciating. And then the door-to-door sales and, and, and then someone introduced me to network marketing. And I'll tell you how I built it. It's called the School of Hard Knocks. I made every single mistake possible. I stood in the airport in Orange County, John Wayne, and at, uh, outside in Nordstrom in the South Coast Plaza. And I asked people when they, I stopped only men. I didn't think men, women could get me anywhere, duh. <laughs> <laughs> only men, because I thought business meant men. And uh, women stayed at home. Like, I don't know where I got that. But anyway, um, and now I know 85% of the people that sign on the dotted line in network marketing are women. So I was missing the boat. But I stopped every man that walked by along with my friend Cherise. And I said, excuse me, sir, would you consider yourself to be an open-minded businessman? And they said, absolutely, right? And I'd say, well, I'm in the process of, and I didn't understand the numbers, I'm in the process of expanding my $50 million company to $200 million company. And we're looking for some good people. And I wondered, I'd like to take your number and contact you at another time and sit down and explain my business. And they would say, well, Sure. And they would give me the name and the number and we would have piles and piles of these and then we would work on the phone, setting up appointments and I would go meet them. Can you imagine all over Orange County? And uh, literally we would find out that they either wanted to invest with us because we were very excited or they wanted to date us because <laughs> we were very, very cute. <laughs> I, would sell a $13, I would sell a life pack and make 13 bucks and we would go celebrate by having a uh, Carl's Jr. Right. That's how I started. <laughs> that is the school of hard knocks. So somewhere in that network marketing community, you must have tapped into the kind of personal development that transformed you. What was that? Oh my gosh, anything and everything. I devour personal development every single day still. I mean, really, I devour it. I'm an avid learner. I'm a seeker. I'm interested. I feel like you're either growing or dying. And, I'm, and I've just chosen growth. And I choose growth every day. I'm open-minded to everything. And, and it has really served me. Um, in my first company, I learned fearlessness. Because if you're going to stop random strangers and random people, I mean, this was when you could go and wait for the plane. And right. the guy would come off the plane. So uh, I learned fearlessness there. My next company, oh my gosh, leadership. I mean, I kept trying to, remember that book? I don't know if you have kids, but you know, are you my mother? Are you my mother? Are you my mother? I was looking for the leader. Are you the leader? Are you going to teach me? Will you help me? And uh, finally it was like, man, I just can't find anybody that will help me. So if it's going to be, it's up to me. And I didn't even know I made that decision, but I would talk to people Monday if, you know, Sign up Monday, training Saturday at my house. Sign up Tuesday, training Saturday. Sign up Wednesday, training Saturday. Sign up Thursday, training Saturday. Sign up Friday, training it tomorrow at my house, nine to one. And now uh, they would come to the house and I would have everybody sitting around, some weeks 10, some weeks 60, 70 in my house. I got in trouble in my neighborhood. <laughs> and I would have the first hour would be, and this is how I did it. The first hour would be 
who are you, where are you from, why are you excited about hmm, whatever company, and we would sit around, and I, I, I would keep it tight. I knew how to make it tight and meaningful and move it along, and everybody would introduce themselves, and at the end, they would all be, you know, bond, and then I would take one hour, and I thought, wow, if I were a leader and I did know what I was doing, what would I teach? And I would teach something about the invitation or something about the follow-up or something about the close, how you ask people to make a buying decision in a way that isn't annoying. And how do you open up conversations and how is it that you're effective in building? Like I've got, I've, I've got a book out there and it's got it all in there. But, uh, and then the last hour would be the meeting after the meeting, the most important part. So it was three hours, not four, 10 to one. And uh, I had to kick people out of my house at two o'clock. I mean, you guys, you people got to go. I got children. And I did that literally for a year straight. And I became a leader in that time. And I didn't even know it. It was crazy. It just happened. Yeah. So you learned leadership by putting yourself in front of people that needed you to lead. Yeah, I, I put myself, I, I wanted to be successful and I saw that the successful people were in front of the room and I don't think I made the conscious decision, but I think I always dreamed of being in front of the room. I remember sitting at the feet of a lady, I could see her right now with her red suit and she had the money to buy a red suit and I didn't. I love red. And I just remember sitting at her feet going one day and I would, I would, I would nudge my friend and I'd say, Sharice, can you imagine making 20 thousand dollars a month and i i just thought like it's possible and if someone has done it i'm gonna do it i don't know how i'm gonna do it but i'm going to do it and i want to be up there i want to be her i want to inspire people i want them to listen to me i want to help them i want to have meaning i want to be here for some reason you know i want to do something that's what i wanted so in life manage <clears throat> have you consciously uh accessed or designed personal development and leadership paths for people you know it's a very simple business it's a very very simple business your story has the power all you need is, a, is an amazing story and everyone has an amazing story and you have to learn how to tell it and you have to be so confident in your story. Your story has to resonate so deeply with every single person with whom you talk that it moves them to action. And I literally used my story and my story isn't that amazing, but it kind of is because, you know, I kind of like, I remember in New Skin, there was a a maid and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't remember her name. But I thought if a maid can do it, I can do it. Wasn't yeah. she Mark Yarnell's maid? Yeah, it was Mark Yarnell's maid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mark, I was in Mark Yarnell's group. Were you? Okay. Listen to them and sit back there. Yes, the Southern Draw. I love that guy. Or Texas or wherever that guy was from. But yes, I mean, I sat at the feet of all these people and I want to say Kathy Tillotson, but I'm not sure that was her because I think she might have been somebody. I'm not sure. But um, anyway, I don't even remember the question. Where were right. I? Mean, I'm going to ask you a different question. <laughs> what is, uh, uh, and this is a life vantage question, so be too easy to answer in the other companies. So in, the, in life vantage, so you have to think about this because things have gone so well. 
What is the biggest mistake you've made in the last eight years? And let me clarify what I mean by mistake. Might have been a one-time blunder, or it could have been a bad habit. It might have been something that cost you millions, or it could be something that cost you not money, but cost you health or integrity or relationship or anything. What's the biggest mistake you've made in the last eight years? You know, I think it's the biggest mistake I've made in the last 30 years. And that was running, just running. Um, I, I don't know if I even should say that sometimes I think there has to be something a teeny tiny bit off with you to make it to the top of a company. <laughs> like, who would do it, you know? Who would work that hard? There are people in my business who are doing it in a more reasonable fashion, for yeah. sure. Um, but I was trying to outrun the little girl inside of me who was never enough. Yeah. And I was Carrie Crane when I was born. And I didn't like her very much. Uh, somewhere along the way, I decided that she wasn't smart enough, you know, all the things I said. And um, when I got married, I got to become somebody new. And I got to become Carrie Dickey. And I could leave that nondescript. We moved a lot when I was young and it was difficult. We moved a lot, uh, four times in six years, or four times in junior high and high school. Yeah, really uh, hard. Nobody's fault, heavens. My dad was climbing the corporate ladder. It just, and, and I was a chameleon. I'd learned how to blend everywhere. But it was difficult, um, you know, it, it was hard on me. And um, yeah, I was insecure. Uh, so I was trying to outrun that little girl and I did end up divorcing after 26 years married. Um, I love my husband today, uh, my former husband, the way I always did, truly and deeply I've come to realize that I just could not become the woman that I needed to become inside that relationship. I just couldn't do it because, not because of him, because of me. Um, I didn't do what you must do, I feel. And that is when you leave your parents' home, you need to become a whole person before you join with somebody else. And I had one boyfriend and another one and another one and another one and another one because they completed me or so I thought until I married. And uh, I married at 27 years of age and they all, you know, prior to that and from then, but they did everything for me. And when I left my husband uh, two years and three months ago now, um, boy, I, I was about 15 on the inside. And uh, it was someone that asked me, what on earth are you running from? And I looked at, I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't even know me. Wow, that's kind of presumptuous. And then I was realizing like, wow, I'm really irritated by this. Maybe it's something I need to look at. And I said, you know, I, I'm not sure. I'm having quite an interesting reaction. So <coughs> let me think on that. And if I come up with it, I'll let you know. And within about 24 hours, like a drip of water, it dropped from the crown through my third eye, through my throat chakra and boing right into my heart. And I knew that I was running from my marriage and uh, running from myself, I've come to realize. And wherever you go, there you are. So yeah. I've had quite, uh, 
I've had quite the, the rough couple of years, and I'll tell you this, and I'll wrap on that, that without this amazing profession, I would not have the, I, I don't know that I would have survived. I mean, the relationships that came through for me, imagine, like, it was a year, it was six months before anybody knew, like, people did not gossip. They were so gracious. Nobody that I told, even people that I'm sure don't even like me, <laughs> they didn't say a word out of respect. Right. And then I had the money to make it through that tough time. Like, yeah, yeah I couldn't do it again. I wanted to jump off my deck <laughs> for a couple of years, right into the Pacific Ocean. So uh, then I'll turn the tables on the question in the last eight years, and you can't use the opposite of the mistake. Okay. So leave the divorce out of this next. Okay. Uh, I will. What's the smartest thing you've did you've done in eight years? Either a one-time decision or a habit. My smartest thing is I have poured myself into people, literally poured myself into people, and that it's kind of like I envision. And this is Mary Kay Ash. I can't take the credit for it. But Mary Kay of Mary Kay Cosmetics had a philosophy that you pretend that everyone you come in contact with, with whom you come in contact, has a sign around their neck and it says, make me feel important. Right. I never forgot it. My whole life, all I've ever wanted to feel was special and important and like I mattered and like my life meant something. So it's my life's work to shine the light on people that don't yet see their, their brightness. They don't yet see what they have inside of them. And I do, and I have a tremendous ability to do that. Um, I, I'm a good communicator. I adore people. I know my story. So I'm fascinated by other people's stories. And I have a way of extricating that story from them and, uh, and, and turning that light on them and shining it. So that's, that's what I've done well. And so the seven people that you have building, seven out of 70, the legs, are those the people that you empowered, that you lit up, or have you produced most of your results lighting up people at the second and third generation? Well, I'm so glad you're asking this question because it is such, you know, in my opinion, all the way to, all the, way to the top of both companies and that I've gotten to the top of, it's about every single person is my personal. I'm not kidding. Like everybody is my personal, everyone. When there's a meeting, my presentation is so honed. I could do it in my sleep. And sometimes I like, I'm, I'm checking out the room and I realize like I'm halfway through and I'm completely connected to it. But at the same time, I'm so interested in the people in the room, the reactions that they're having to the information I'm giving. I'm not leaving it up to anybody in my organization to connect with them. It's my job. And at the end of the meeting, I'm making a beeline for, and I already know ahead of the meeting, and I, you know, I'm, I'm the old fashioned girl. I, I build on Facebook somewhat, make connections and so on, but it's a people business to me. And uh, boy, I am watching that room and I know exactly who I'm going to connect with, who I'm going to send my people to connect with. And I'm going to make sure that I'm very clear that I'm not jumping somebody, but I just want them to know that I noticed them. 
I saw the extra interest and the time you're taking to devour this information. I'd love to have your name and number just in case you have a question and you're unable to reach the person that brought you here. And uh, I, I see you and I follow up and I follow up and I follow up and I noticed you and tell me about you and I can't stop thinking about you. I have so many people in my business that would never have joined my business underneath people. So it's, it's about looking for the special people that are hungry and that are shining and then you can see it. I can see it. And then you pour yourself into them. As long as they meet me. Yes. I tell people, I, 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 you know, your actions speak so loud, I can't hear a word you're saying. And right. all you do is I don't listen to anything anybody says anymore. I just watch what they do. Right. And I tell them, I'm not going to listen to anything you say. I'm just going to watch what you do. And I give them a little piece of homework. And if they don't do it, I'm, I'm out. So um, you must have a pretty good rap about the network marketing profession. What would you tell our listening audience? Um, what do you see for the future of the profession? And how do you describe the profession as such a powerful alternative for people? Not necessarily to replace their jobs, but you spoke articulately earlier about linear income. So, how do you compare the income and in network marketing to linear income and why should anybody give themselves to this profession? It's a great, those are a great series of questions, rapid fire. So you can't succeed playing around with it. So convince me why I should go all in. So here's how I convince people. I ask a ton of questions and men are much less likely to give me tons of information and I'm okay with that. So I'll ask some questions and I always like to know what it is that they're doing now because I'm pretty good at finding pain because that's all we're doing is making a friend and finding their pain. So I make a friend with men or women by asking about their family and I'm tight, you know, I keep it tight because people are like, hey, why are we sitting here? Don't waste my time. But I like to ask a couple of questions. And I like to ask a little bit about their business. And then I usually ask a man, because they're not going to get to the pain right away, what do you love about your business? And they're happy to talk about what they love. And what else do you love? And what else do you love? And if you could change something, not what do you hate, but if you could change something, what would you change? And it's the pain that helps me to get into uh, why network marketing. Because you can open their heart and open their soul by talking about Sunday night, you know, by talking about what they don't love. Uh, if, if, if it's traffic here in the Los Angeles area, uh, perhaps it's the fact that their kids are starting to get into dance and soccer or whatever, and they're unable to attend those events. They're, they're unable to, to like share the lives uh, with their children. Um, it can be anything, you know, so the pain is just, it, it's evident or, you know, they're making all the money and giving all the credit, the company's getting all the credit, the boss is getting all the credit and they are not, and they've reached a ceiling or their territory has been cut. I mean, like the millions of things that happen to people and it's through the pain that I'm able to share because they're open now. And, uh, that's, that's basically where I go. And I talk about the fact, you know, I mean, I, I love Eric Worre on his uh, 
GoPro, the, the audio portion, when he starts talking about uh, an uh, orthopedic surgeon. He's a laborer, right? An orthopedic surgeon is a laborer. I've had my knee done, right? I didn't have a replacement, but I had a knee operation. As, as long as they've got a body in front of them and they're operating, they're making money. If the body isn't there, they're not making money. They're no different than someone that's building a house or someone that's selling a house. So it's principles. And when you, when you become, that's the first thing I want my people to do is become educated about the profession because you have to be bulletproof. You have to be tough. So once I am able to find out what their pain is, then I'm able to, you know, like for instance, restaurant work. Oh my gosh, if you own a restaurant or you manage a restaurant, I know your pain. And I say, oh my gosh, you never see your family. You never leave your home. You live at the restaurant. You smell like fry. You're a fry. <laughs> and you're just a glorified waitress. You're running around doing all the work, but you never get to go home. Or if you're a real estate agent, oh my gosh, you're working when everybody else is playing. You're putting that sign in the ground. If you're a lady, you're running around in your high shoes. And people may or may not even show up for your open house as your son or daughter is dancing or playing soccer and everyone's enjoying Memorial Day weekend. That pain. So you've got to become a specialist on many professions. And when you've been here for a while, it's pretty simple. You know, mortgage broker. I mean, the stress of that. Oh, my gosh. Being undercut. You know, so many, many things. So, and up and down and up and down, the nature of the business. So one year is amazing and the next year is nothing. So, um, I, it's a, it's a, and the linear income versus residual. I mean, oh, my gosh. How else? I use Robert Kiyosaki's book, um, Not Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but Cash Flow Quadrant. And I talk right. about that you've got the employee, the self-employed, the big business owner, the investor. And you guys, I don't do this all at the same time. I mean, believe me, you've got tools in your toolbox. And if you throw up all over somebody, which is literally my biggest mistake in the beginning, was just giving eloquent presentations. And all of a sudden, I'm looking across and the person across me is completely glazed over. And they're like, are you done? No. <laughs> And that would be my biggest mistake. So uh, anyway, I don't know what you want to extract from all of that. But uh, we extracted a ton from all of that, Carrie. That's beautiful, beautiful stuff. <clears throat> so uh, here's a question for you. You're on top of the world, but you've got some goals left for Life Vantage. What does, so I don't know what you earn, but sounds like, close to a million a year. What does a person do that earns that kind of money with life, just life? So tell us about, forget about work, recruiting, team, empowering, events, rank advancement. What's Carrie Dickey's life like? Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, I do have goals. I, um, I would like very much to be the first uh, Pro 12 in our company. I don't even remember like presidential master pro ten or something. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to be the first one simply because so many times um, it's men that make it to the top of the company first. Uh, they pave the way. And so many, many, 85% of the people that sign on the dotted line in network marketing are women. And yet women are a little bit terrified to lead. And uh, I have 
nothing but leader leaders, uh, women leaders. I have a couple of men that are going to resent that comment. They're going to resent. <laughs> that but uh, mostly, it's women, and I've got leader upon leader upon leader upon leader upon leader. That and they are not building my business. They are building their own. They're building their own reputations. They're building their, they, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe and they're just beautiful, smashing, amazing leaders. So I have a goal, but I'm not crazy anymore. I exercise every day. This interview was going to start at a certain time and I asked for 15 more minutes because I've been doing Bikram yoga for 17 years. And, you know, um, as, as a nearly 57 year old woman, it's very important to stay fit. And so I do a lot of Bikram yoga. I'm, a, I'm an avid cyclist. Uh, I took that up about a year ago, year and a half. I love cycling and I've been all over, you know, I, I have the freedom to go to Yosemite and to go to Horseshoe Bend and Monument Valley and uh, Zion National Park and um, Bryce Canyon and Mexico. I did the Tour de Tucson cycling, the ride. Um, that has been amazing. Uh, I have beautiful, extraordinary friends, just lovely, beautiful friends that I love to lunch with. I'm not um, extravagant. I drive a Mazda 5 with 56,000 miles on it. I love my car. Love, love, <laughs> love my car. I can throw my bike in the back. I can throw a couch in the back. Uh, I bought a big, beautiful Buddha for my house. I threw that in the back. I drove my car all over, uh, all over Utah, going to those places. So I'm, and I bought a modest home here in Southern California because I, I, it isn't, you know, when people say it isn't about the money, they are lying because it's, because it, it, money is freedom. Money is choice. So I have choices today. So I connect with people. Um, I'm learning meditation. It's difficult for me, but I'm learning meditation. I love to read love to read. I'm, I'm an avid learner, a lifelong learner, and reading is incredible for me. So I'm reading the seven, oh, I just read the seven decisions by Andy Andrews, and I get to speak at our uh, international convention coming up for 20 minutes on the law of compassion or the decision to be compassionate. Yeah. So well, speaking of reading, tell us about Network Marketing, The View from Venus, your book. Okay. Thank you for asking. Um, sure. You know, I, it's not a man-woman thing. Venus is not women and Mars is not men. It's about a philosophy. And Mars is hot and it's about things are, you know, the Mars mentality for me is black and white and it's about what can you get and how many people can you get in your business and throw it against the wall and see what sticks? Um, Venus is heart. You build your business from your heart. You connect with somebody and find out what it is that they do not have in their life now that they want. What is it that isn't working for them? Are they just lonely? Holy cow, you know how many people I have in my business who stick around year after year after year and they're on auto ship and I adore them. They mean nothing less to me than my giant leaders. I seriously adore them. When I see them at events, I even make a bigger beeline for them because I know that they need it more. And uh, so Venus is a place of vulnerability, 
um, being vulnerable and admitting that life is difficult and I don't have all the answers and uh, that, that the older I get, I just have more questions. Um, it's, it's huge, you know, and that's what, uh, that's what Venus is. And so there's a, an entire chapter in there uh, that's the toolbox, chapter nine. And that thing is like, exactly what do you do for a home meeting? Exactly how do you tell your story? I mean, that is my favorite chapter is the story, uh, the, the favorite tool in the toolbox. How do you do a three-way call? Exactly. What do you say? How do you connect with people? What's the invite? I love chapter nine, but my favorite chapters are 11, the Venus view of kids, because my boys are 20 and 22. And thank God I was, I was really able to be there for them. And there were times when I wish I had just been willing to turn off my phone. Yeah. Uh, it, it took me too long to realize that just too long. And I want people to read that chapter. I can't read that chapter without crying every single time. I want to make a difference in this profession. And then the rise of the feminine in network marketing. And I'm not talking about the woman. I'm talking about the heart. I'm talking about Venus. I'm talking about joy, peace, grace, gratitude, love. I'm talking about if it's 99% right, then it's 100% wrong. We've got to tighten down and look in the mirror. And, and, and so it's all about compassion. I think you'll love my book. I'm ordering it, and I'm going to read it. And where can everybody else get it? Amazon and Audible? And I read it on Audible, and I, I have people say all the time, like, oh, my gosh, Carrie, it's like you're in my car. Because I'm yep. so passionate, in case you haven't noticed. So the Audible is really uh, – and I have absolutely no idea. I know it's not much. I have no idea how much I make. I wrote it because I had to get it from inside my body, outside my body. And that's my goal. Well, actually, I'm writing my next book on November 9 through 11. And it's, um, it's called – I believe my journey through the window of the woman next door because my entire life I thought that every woman had that the women that lived to the right and left of me and everywhere had the perfect home the perfect marriage the perfect dog the perfect kids the perfect Christmas tree their husband loved Thanksgiving and that I just could not get it right so that's my that's my uh, my really big project of this year your vulnerability and personal insight and passion, Carrie Dickey, are huge gifts. Thank you. Thank you. They're God-given. I didn't, I know, I tell my boys, I've got two stunningly beautiful, six foot three, six foot four. They are so gorgeous. They don't even look like us. Seriously, they're so beautiful. And I tell them every day, you did nothing, absolutely nothing for your good looks, your, you, you, your, your personality, like you guys didn't do anything for this stuff. So you must use it for good, you must. Yes. And I, I mean, I have boundless energy and I have no idea, I mean, I do a ton of good things for myself, but I'm completely blessed every day, completely blessed. So thank you for- you know, You're a fantastic ambassador for the network marketing profession, and I'm very inspired by your success. And you know what's so inspiring, Carrie, even though you've been at this for almost 30 years, you've only really been at 
the thing where you're crushing it for eight years. So what do things look like 10 years from now? You know what? Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to be recruiting 10 years from now. <laughs> I have a much bigger mantle and I, I, I aspire. I mean, if you're asking, I aspire to do a Ted talk. I want people to know that you can be a scared and terrified, knobby need, too skinny little girl that is terrified. You know, I just did not feel smart. And uh, that you can literally uh, work your tail off, um, shine brightly, not worry about what people think of you. I, I was a people pleasing. Um, I just, I just was so out of touch with my true power for so long. I don't want, if, if I can make a difference in the life of one person so that they don't have to feel that, or they can say, oh my gosh, if that girl can do it, I can do it, then, then that makes my life worth living. And so TED Talk, my book, you know, Network Marketing, View from Venus was, I just knew I had a platform. Somebody would read it. It really is very, in my opinion, very little about network marketing, but it's everything you need. Right. Uh, but but my this is my big book. This is my soul book. Book, I, 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 and I don't want to ever, I never want to be famous, ever. Like, I want to go to the grocery store, skunk. It's crazy for me to even take a shower. You know, we had this scheduled the other day. And I took a shower, well, not <laughs> take a shower before 8 in the morning or 9 in the morning. Like, I do yoga. I, I run. I bike. I'm out. I, I sometimes look in the mirror, and I'm like, how do I even walk around like this? And then I just get a hat, you know? Right, right. Anyway. <clears throat> So, uh, that, well, that's my new vision for you is I've locked in on your Ted talk. That's, that's going to be uh, epic. I can feel it and I can see it. And you've already changed lives, Carrie Dickey, because thousands of people listen to these podcasts, uh, live and tens of thousands of people listen to them over time as a global reach and, so the people that these are designed for that I know you've already made a huge impact are those people that they're somewhere on the same process that you were. Like they want, deeply want to have an impact. They want to matter. They want to do something with their life. They want to have freedom. Well, you are a high impact person, Carrie, and you have made a difference tonight made a difference in California. I'm in California, you're in California, but we're radiating all over the world. Woo! <laughs> so for those of you that are out there and you're in that place, you're on that path, you're not a pro 10 yet at LifeVantage or your company, but that's what you want or a two or a three or a four or whatever you want that gives you what you need to ease some of that pain that Carrie's talked about and give you the confidence and get you up on top of the power curve. So you're tackling life instead of life tackling you. We hear you. We know you're out there. And our message to you, Carrie's message to you is, you can do this. You got this. You got this. So TED Talk, Carrie Dickey. That's on my radar now. I can't wait till you pull that off. I'm going to be tracking you. One last thing. Tell everybody, just because you can't see the moon out there every night does not mean it's not out there. And I tell you what, every day I said, just because I can't see my success right now does not mean it isn't out there just beyond those clouds. You got this. Every day your business is strong. When you're looking in the mirror, 
and you're strong, your business is strong. I don't care how many people are in your business. If you've got thousands and thousands and you're weak, your business is weak. So be yep. strong. Be strong. Be strong. Sure, Nikki, you're a, you are a treasure. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hero call number 101. Woo! 101. I love it. Thank you. I enjoyed myself and you're dynamite. Funnest person I've ever interviewed with. <laughs> I didn't do anything but ask some dumb questions, but I thank you, Carrie. All right, gang, thank you very much. Have a fantastic week. Over and out from Bliss Business. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Richard Bliss Brooks Network Marketing Heroes Podcast. If you are inspired and are ready to create your own success story, then it is time to take advantage of some of the top network marketing tools available. Pick up the top recruiting tool that has prospects saying, yes, the four-year career and the four-year career for women. Get your mindset right. Without a clear vision, success is lost. Check out the best-selling book on vision, Mach 2 with your hair on fire. Learn to think like a successful person with this step-by-step -step guide on how to break through your self-imposed limitations. Mach 2 Vision Training is a 90-minute four-part video training where you get Richard to walk you through crafting your vision. It's a must for anyone looking to step outside the box and hit the ground running. For 10% off your order, use the discount code HERO at checkout. If you're serious about building your business, make sure to subscribe to Richard's blog for all the latest tools and articles. This success story is not typical. It is meant to inspire you and show you what's possible. It is not what you should expect to accomplish. Your income will depend entirely on you, your commitment, your work ethic, your leadership, and your ability to acquire customers and inspire sales leaders to join your team. Most people who start off intending to build a sales team do not maintain their motivation to continue. 